You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. This is your weekly fix of everything Minnesota Twins, with all the news, moves, and more. It's the Twins Hot Stove Show, presented by Killebrew Root Beer. Made in Minnesota. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Here's the host of the Hot Stove Show, Chris Atterbury. It's another edition of the Twins Hot Stove Show, and there aren't many left. Just a couple of more, and we'll be well, we'll be getting ready for baseball on Wednesday nights instead of the Twins Hot Stove Show. But it is brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota. How memories are created and legends are made. We welcome everybody who definitely needs something warm and sunny to think about across the Upper Midwest. Joining us across our network, obviously all of you on Facebook Live, and those of you who are podcasting us as well. And for those of you podcasting us or perhaps listening to at a later date. Uh, it is a, a Tuesday as we chat up Twins manager Rocco Baldelli in the wake of a 6-5 Grapefruit League victory over Baltimore. Team's going to be on the road tomorrow uh, and obviously it's going to be a busy week as we are full-fledged into spring training games. But Rocco, first and foremost, great to talk with you again. Uh, and the news of the week has to center around Marwin Gonzalez. He is as versatile as they come in the major leagues. Uh, you had a front row seat for the Ben Zobris show when he broke out as the ultimate Swiss Army knife in the game. Uh, and now you get to pull the strings on, on a guy with similar skills. Hey, Chris. Yeah, uh, this is this is definitely exciting for us. I did early on get to see Ben Zobris turn into the, the player that, that he became and got to see you know how a player like that functions and how a player like that prepares. And Marwin Gonzalez is... Um, is all of that. And, and having a guy like that here, I mean, it gives you so many different uh, abilities and options, whether that's, um, whether that's, you know, pregame decisions that we're making as far as, you know, setting lineups or, or mid-game, you know, in-game decisions. This guy affects everything in such a positive way. Um, it's it's going to be really fun for for the staff to, to look at all the different things that, that we can do with him. And, it, it, uh, you know, I don't want to say it makes life easy. Nothing's easy, but it, he, he definitely will help. Yeah, no-brainer addition to, to any ball club to make it better on and off the field. And I always felt whether it was facing a team like like the Rays with Zobrist at the time or when Marwin was with Houston, teams that have players like that, it almost feels like you're playing a team with a bigger roster, like they have an answer for everything. Oh, there's another lefty. Oh, well, they've got one of these, and oh, they've got one of those. And I just feel like one player with that sort of skill set, which is truly an exemplary skill set, can make a deeper bench even though it's only one body. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the way to describe it. That's exactly uh, that's the, exactly the way it's uh, it's drawn up and it's supposed to work. And, you know, actually when I say drawn up, the, the truth is you don't have to draw anything up because, you know, he, Marwin can do so many different things. If he's already in the game, you can leave him where he's at or, or move him around somewhere else to uh, to potentially insert someone else. And if he's not in the game, you can do uh, several different things with him. I mean, it's it's definitely uh, it's a luxury and, and something that you know not every every team has the uh, the option to work with. And, and truthfully, those guys are very special. The guys that have Marwin's skill set, they're very rare. And I mean, think about it. How how difficult is it to prepare? and be a major league player at a specific position. And then you, you look up and you go, well, this guy can actually do it in 
different spots that have different, you know, being an infielder, being an outfielder. I mean, this is, this is not easy. It's also not easy to prepare each day because you can't spend an hour preparing at shortstop, preparing at second, preparing in the outfield. You have to do it on, uh, you know, on, on short work, essentially, compared to what most guys would get, and then to go out in the game and still function that way. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, and uh, again, Marwin's going to join us a little bit later here on the Twins Hot Stove Show with some comments about joining the Twins. What's the process to get him uh, caught up with the rest of the fellas in terms of when he'll be ready to, to get some action either on the backfields or under the lights? Yeah, it's um, something that we, we just talked about a little bit over here. And um, the plan is, well, first of all, he's, in, he's in, coming in in really good shape. So that helps a lot. He was uh, working out in, in Florida. Um, he, he came uh, from uh, South Florida over here, got his physical, grabbed his stuff at home, flew home, grabbed his stuff, and came back. His first uh, few days are going to contain some, some live batting practice sessions. Uh, he's going to get a little work in, see some pitching, try to get a little timing down. Uh, and, and we should see him out there in some game action. I would say within, uh, I don't know, three or five days, we should see him out there running around. And uh, I think he's ready to go. But we want to make sure that he's uh, you know feeling good and, and has a little timing before we send him out there. Speaking of guys waiting to be sent out there, uh, what can you tell us about where Miguel Sano is right now? And also Michael Pineda, who I believe it was announced earlier today, will get the ball later this week. Um, Miguel uh, is actually doing well. His uh, small wound is, is, is healed up and is getting to the point where we're ready to revisit an appointment with, uh, with a specialist just to get clearance to get him out there on the field. He's, he's been at the field. He's been taking part in uh, light activity until, he get, until you know, we get this clearance. But it should be here uh, in the next day or two, and, and we should be able to, to progress. He's ready to go. We're really looking forward to seeing him you know, actually take the field, and I don't think we're far away from that. And uh, Pineda, um, Mike is actually, you know, I'm looking at him sitting in my office looking, and March 1st we have him, we have him penciled in there to go. He's ready. He's put in so much work preparing for this. He's in, again, he's in great shape. He's been throwing the ball really well, and uh, this is his progression. He's ready to go, and, you know, we have uh, Castro lined up to catch him, penciled in. You know, it's spring training and things can change, but that's what we're looking at right now, and uh, I think it's great for him as well to see Mike out on the mound and actually uh, work with him. I've got that clearance, clearance bit from airplane running through my head ever since you said clearance there on uh, Miguel about five <laughs> times. So I got to shake free of that. Rocco Baldelli is our guest uh, from Fort Myers. Uh, we're chatting with him on Tuesday after a uh, win over the Orioles. A handful of games under your belt now, the first you've managed at any level. How instructive have they been for you just in terms of actually doing the job, that part of the job for the first time? I think they're really helpful. I mean, I, I take these games, you know, these are spring training games, but I take them serious. I think about them like they're, like they're real games. You know, what would we do during the season in these situations? And I think taking advantage of, uh, of this month is, is very important for, for me and for the whole staff. You know, you might not actually make the decision that you would make and actually put it into play, but I think talking about all the different scenarios and situations um, what what we want to do going forward and the decisions that, you know, I'd like to make uh, once we hit March 28th. Um, I think those are the discussions that we have during the game, and these are the discussions that we have all day long over here. But taking advantage of uh, of the games is uh, is is very important, uh, not just for the players, it's for the for the staff too. Are you deep enough into Camp Rocco where you have developed a sense of a rhythm 
you know, baseball throughout the course of the summer is such a game of the rhythm of the days and the nights. Uh, has that kind of fallen into place yet? Um, it has. I mean, you, you know, spring training is a pretty unique time of the year for us. And, you know, you, you get up relatively early. You know, you spend, uh, you know, even though we've backed our workouts up for our guys, you know, it's still, you know, it's morning baseball. And uh, you come in, and the thing is, yes, you do get on a schedule, but also over the course of spring training for, for you know, a manager or the staff, there are so many different things going on because there are so many people in one room and, and all preparing for their season and many are on different schedules. So you do bounce around, you have different conversations every day. You're never sure what's going to come up, but you do get in that rhythm of, of basically showing up. You get there in the morning, um, you know, you knock out a workout, you try to touch on everything and, and get into as many teaching points as you can. Uh, and then you get ready for the game, and that's uh, that's a whole different uh, whole different animal. And then afterwards, you know, you kind of regroup, and everyone kind of connect, and we do it all over again the next day. So yeah. Now you're familiar with a lot of these returning Twins players from the other side of the diamond, and you had a chance to chat with them or meet them even in person over the course of the off season. But there's no substitute for sharing a clubhouse with somebody, for actually seeing them up close, whether it's noticing the way they go about a workout or noticing how they absorb instruction from, from a coach or watching them work off a tee or seeing something specific in a swing or a delivery. Having said that, now that you're up close in, in uniform with these guys, is there a handful of players or a couple of guys that have surprised you when you've seen them on closer inspection from maybe what you thought of them from across the field? Well, I mean, like you said, relatively familiar with these guys on, you know, site and watching them play. And some of these guys I even have some history with um, from the time they were in high school or college or in the minor league. So definitely have had some, some history. But, you know, you, you, do learn, you do learn little things and you kind of, the, the more time you do spend around them, you get to know what makes these guys tick. And I think even more than noticing what they do physically, um, I think it's more important, you know, on our end as, 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 you know, manager and staff members to really know, you know, how to get the most out of these guys. And, and like I said, when you find out what makes a guy tick, and how they operate and how they get their work in and what you know what kind of drives them you know you're not going to you're not going to pick up on all of those things on day 1 or week 1 but you getting to know your players i think is probably the most important thing you can do because you're going to have all kinds of conversations with each one of these guys and some of them are you know they're going to be great conversations with you know lots of smiles and and laughs and there are times where you talk about you know things that you know might be a little more uh, serious or meaningful to the guys but but you know spending the time out there not sitting in you know your office or the coach's room the whole day but actually getting out there with these guys and spending a little time interacting with them that's where you really find these things out and that's the important part of uh, of what we're doing down here in camp yeah and you mentioned how many guys are there so there are young players in camp as well uh, when you see a young guy, whether it be a prospect type like Royce, who who obviously is sidelined a little bit, or or Brent Rooker, or Alex Kirilov, or or maybe a guy who just comes over to fill in and wear a high number during one of your ball games, uh, how intent are you are on forging some bonds with those guys as well? Because when you were hired and everything Derek and Thad have done, this isn't just about the big league team. Obviously, the goal is for the big league team to win, but it's about a sustainable deal that encompasses the entire organization. Yeah, it's, it, you know, we're trying to bring all of our guys under the hood. You know, it's, you know, we have guys on our major league team right now. You can go up and down our, our lineup or our rotation or our bullpen 
you know, we, we focus a lot on what these guys are doing on our, on our current team. But um, learning and, and getting into the conversations like with these guys you mentioned with the uh, Lewises and the Kirilovs and, and some of the other guys that we have brought over, um, you know, Arias and Gordons and, and, on all these, and all these guys, you know, you start sitting down and talking with them and you want, you know, that, that comfort level and the conversation and, and getting to know them as people. Um, and you also want them to get comfortable with what we do on the field at the big league level because when these guys get their time and they get called up and they come in and they enter a major league clubhouse, you want these guys to feel at home and, and like they fit in with the group because they do. And we want them to understand the way that we operate and have some comfort, not not just on the field, but in the clubhouse around the rest of the guys. I think that was a goal. I think we were well on the way of, uh, you know, going in that direction and accomplishing these things. And um, it's it's something that never ends. I mean, as, as the players continue to grow and progress, you continue to meet new guys and bring them in. Um, you know, we brought over uh, – who do we bring over today? We brought over uh, Jeffers and we brought over uh, Javier and some of the even younger guys and giving them an, an opportunity to get in some of these games. It's been really fun. Yeah, it's a great opportunity for them and a, a great opportunity for you guys as well. Rocco Baldelli, manager of the Minnesota Twins, is our guest. This is the Twins Hot Stove Show brought to you by Killer Brew Root Beer. We'll take a break, come back, check in with Marwin Gonzalez, then hear more from Rocco in a bit as he handles three cuts on your home for Twins baseball. Chris Atterbury, welcoming you back to the Twins Hot Stove Show. It's brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, made in Minnesota, how memories are created and legends are made. Great to hear from Rocco Baldelli in segment one. We'll hear from him again for three cuts later in our show. First, want to give away some uh, some swag. Thanks to Killebrew Root Beer in our What's Brewing competition. Our question last week, power pack lineup for Rocco Baldelli to fill in his lineup card, and even more so now with the addition of Marwin Gonzalez, who we'll hear from shortly. Our question was simple. Who will lead the Twins in home runs? All you had to do was tweet us at Twins Radio, hashtag Twins Radio. That's what Justin Michael Moody did, and here's what he tweeted. I'd have to put my bet on Nelson Cruz. Nelson already owns the longest home run in target field history. Stat casted at 493 feet. Parenthetically, I will add that Tyler Duffy is glad you included that. He will have a hard time, says Justin Michael Moody, not Capital not leading the Twins, unless he has a lot of off days. I'm excited to see Ostadio home runs as well. And then there's a little emoji with some smiling, pink-cheeked face, which kind of looks like Ostadio if he didn't have that uh, long uh, head of hair atop his head. So Justin Michael Moody, great uh, answer. Nelson Cruz is your answer, and you told us why, and you are going to win a case of Killer Brew Root Beer. Now we'll have our next question for next week at the end of the segment. First, though, Marwin Gonzalez was the big news of the week. If you couldn't get up early here in the Midwest to catch his press conference, well, we were there, and here's some of what he had to say. Um, first of all, I want to thank uh, the entire um, Twins organization for uh, thinking of me as a pizza can uh, improve this team and win ball games. Um, like uh, first, first thing I, 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 look, I, I did was uh, look at the roster before when we were discussing the contract and um, see all these guys, all the young talent that we have, and um, all the good guys. So that that was one one thing that pushed me and uh, and then uh, to sign the contract. And um, I'm happy to be here. Can't wait to to be out there with the guys and um, try to have fun and win ball, ball games. And in looking and evaluating that Twins roster, Marwin Gonzalez, he saw a team that could win now and get right back to the postseason, making it a bit easier to leave what was a great situation for him in terms of wins on the field and in the community with the Astros. I mean, I think we have a big chance here to make the playoffs, so I'm, I'm not going to miss that. 
obviously I miss. I'm gonna miss uh, my 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 teammates. Um, I got a good like really good relationship with everybody there. Um, but how you say? I'm ready to play here. I'm happy to be here, and then we we are ready to go to 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 uh, win ball games and and go to the playoff. Tough to leave a place he's had a lot of success. Jose Altuve, he says, his best friend. But when he looks at the Twins roster, it's not as if, well, it's not as if it's a bunch of strangers. Uh, yes, I played with uh, Castro in, uh, for three years in the Astros. Um, I'm really good friend with him. Um, I know the other guys from uh, like just playing uh, against each other, and uh, some guys in the minors. Now, as Rocco mentioned earlier with us, it's going to take a little while. They'll ease Marwin into it before he gets some Grapefruit League game action. But Marwin, well, he was getting restless as a free agent. Not exactly a process he enjoyed, and he's happy at least being a uniform. Well, I'm not going to lie. It's, uh, it was kind of frustrating, uh, especially the last the last week, uh, going to social media and seeing everybody in a baseball uniform. And you and, and you are just working out by yourself and all that, getting ready for spring training. But um, I mean, I think that the way was worth it. Couldn't I couldn't be in a better spot than, than here. Um, I know a lot of guys on the team, and um, that's 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 a plus too. And uh, I mean, as the time will go, I, I'm gonna get in, in, t- in touch and uh, I'm better relationship with all, with all the guys. And uh, I say happy to be here. And he's also going to be a twin for multiple years. Now, that made it an easier decision on the part of Derek Falvey and Thad Levine to sign a guy with camp already underway, something they were a little more shy about after seeing it go sideways last year. Yeah, well, we talked big picture, right, about uh, how that impacts guys. And you need to know the person, right? You need to know as much as you can about him. And we know who Marwin is as a teammate from some of the guys that are in our clubhouse and even some, some that are out that we get to check in with. Uh, but also, we kind of had set in our minds, potentially, once we started playing games as a, as a time, that would have been the right time to, to think about that. And last year, some things bled a little bit further than that, got a little further into camp. But Marwin's been keeping himself in great shape. He's ready to jump in. Clearly hasn't, as he said, faced live pitching and ready to go out there on today. But I think that you know he's going to come and, and join our group and assimilate pretty quickly. So we felt like we did our due diligence on that and know that he's, as he's already said, he's excited to be here. He, he wants to be a part of this club. And as we mentioned, a part of the club for multiple years. Now, we talked a lot with Rocco about his roster flexibility. Marwin can play all over the diamond and play well all over the diamond. He loves knowing his name's going to be on the lineup card, and he likes the fact that he's not always sure where that might be. Well, I love what I do, yeah. Um, I think, uh, I don't know how to say uh, but um, it's kind of boring to, for, I mean, for me to be in a same spot every day. Um, I fall in love with what I do. Um, I used to be that way, like I will say years ago, that I was out. Oh, I wanna, I wanna be good in one position and be able to play there and then establish myself uh, for my entire career. And I mean, be one of the best in that position and something like that. But like uh, with the time, I fall in love with what I do and then I feel comfortable everywhere. Um, still, still learning and on the outfield. And um, but yeah, I, I feel, I feel, I feel good everywhere. Now, that wasn't always the case for Gonzalez. Uh, I started my third year in the big list in the 20, 2014. Uh, I think 2015 was the year that I started playing uh, the outfield uh, for the first time. Um, but, yeah, the first uh, the first two years in the big list, and uh, they, uh, every year in the minor I played shortstop. As Marwin went from a full-time infielder, primarily a shortstop, a little bit of second base, to becoming a guy who could be deployed all around the diamond, there wasn't one particular player that he modeled his game after. Um, to be honest, no. Uh, I always, uh, since I was a kid, I, I like to like watch people play uh, and try to copy uh, like movements. Um, 
it didn't matter what position it was. I was just trying, like I was seeing, like oh, this guy does this, and on second base he turned this way. So I will, I will go to practice and try to do the same thing until I mean I was uh, able to do it. Um, and the, the most important thing about that was on the outfield. I was trying to, like how I start to to decide, how I start to decide, and then. Um, uh, how to throw the ball and all that, uh, the arm angle and all that is different than the infield, and that's that's the way they did it, and that's the way that I I became playing all the positions. And from there, he was able to develop a routine which would allow him to put in all the necessary work at the necessary positions without burning himself out. I normally practice the position I'm playing uh, the same day. Um, I, I'm not running around every day because I'm gonna get tired. Um, but yeah, that's the way I prepare and the way they do it. Well, Marwin will certainly be in the lineup more often than not for Rocco Baldelli all over the diamond. And that leads us to this week's What's Brewing competition. Our question is, at what position will Marwin Gonzalez make the most starts this year and why? For reference, 65 starts in left for the Astros last year, 29 at shortstop when Correa was injured, 19 at second when Altuve was injured, 21 at first and 2 at third base. So our question again, at what position will Marwin Gonzalez make the most starts for the Twins in 2019 and why? At Twins Radio, hashtag Twins Radio. That's how you play our What's Brewing game. It's brought to you by Killerbrew Root Beer Made in Minnesota, how memories are created and legends are made. We'll make some more memories with Rocco Baldelli when we return to the Twins Hot Stove Show. He takes three cuts with us as we wrap up the show next right here on your home for Twins Baseball. Welcome back. Final segment, Twins Hot Stove Show. And goodness knows we need a nice hot stove to gather around as the icicles get longer and longer and the snow drifts get higher and higher here in Twins territory. Appreciate everybody joining us all across the network. Uh, whether you're podcasting us or on Facebook Live, glad to have you with us. We have Rocco Baldelli with us as well. No icicles in Florida as he's going to dig into our uh, our batter's box for three quick cuts. So, Rocco, we've done this before. It's three quick questions. We talked kind of in-depth about some of the baseball stuff going on. So now the really important stuff. Uh, and question number one for you is, have you found a good cup of coffee in Fort Myers? Yeah, actually, uh, there's... Uh there's a uh, kind of a health food store down here, which I should know the name of, but there's some excellent cold brew coffee. It's down in the Whole Foods Plaza, and I should know the name. I don't have it right now, but I go there and get some cold brew. And I got some Stumptown uh, from the store down here as well, some cold brew Stumptown. So I've been sticking with the cold brew because we're down here in Florida. All right, pure cold brew guy. That makes sense. Uh, that makes sense. But I'm glad you found your coffee there after so many years in Port Charlotte and up in St. Pete that, you know, as you move down the freeway, you were able to locate uh, that coffee to get you get you rolling. Say uh, question two here, and this is this is hard hitting stuff. In the addition of Marwin Gonzalez, you get maybe the most versatile guy in the league, and you get maybe the best manicured beard in Major League Baseball. Now you've been known to grow the scruff a little bit on your chin as well. Can you even imagine how long it would take to get your beard as precisely trimmed as Marwin Gonzalez's? And is that in your future? You use the right word. It's scruff. He has a beard, and <laughs> I think I have scruff. Like you know, there are probably some people listening that can relate to this uh, to this issue. I like having whatever it is that that grows on my uh, on my face. But yeah, it's certainly more scruff than anything else. Now, I'm, I think Marwin. Uh, I don't even know how much time he spends out, and I'll I'll have to ask him see what he says. It's spectacular. It's almost like he and Jose Bautista pass the facial hair back and forth to each other. 
Very because impressive. It, it is very, very impressive. Uh, final question for you. We're talking about rhythm of camp. We talk about all of the, the different things that go into a full day. It starts very early. You shared with me when we were out on Caravan that you had a, a, a habit in Port Charlotte of taking a, a kind of a jog or a run around the backside of the complex. And very different now being at the CenturyLink Sports Complex and different environment. Uh, hopefully you're not going to run into a snake and an alligator and a bobcat. But have you found a way uh, to work something like that into your daily routine now in Fort Myers? I appreciate you asking that. And I have to be honest and say the answer is, is no. And I've probably uh, been able to go on maybe two runs since we've been down here. But, but truthfully, uh, uh, myself, the staff, with everything new going on, with all the time that, that we're kind of spending on everything that, that, that's going on in camp, um, the workouts have taken a hit. But I think once we get into, the, the like you said, the routine, the rhythm, once we really settle in, uh, we'll get back to it. All right. I look forward to figuring out what your path is going to be, Rocco. It's great to catch up with you as always. Uh, you enjoy the uh, next couple of uh, very busy days here in camp, and we'll check in with you again real soon. Thanks, Chris. Great talking with you. That's manager Rocco Baldelli of the Minnesota Twins. This is the Twins Hot Stove Show. Our thanks to Rocco. Our thanks to Marwin Gonzalez as well. We'll be back at you again next Wednesday and every Wednesday right up until the opener on Thursday the 28th. Hard to believe it's less than a month away. This is the Twins Hot Stove Show brought to you by Killerbrew Root Beer. See you next week on your home for Twins Baseball.